This is Taking Care in Business, a podcast that dives into the topic of corporate social responsibility from many different perspectives. Host Kathy Pedrotti Hayes is an expert in CSR and philanthropic giving, and her co-host Vicki Bolson is the founder and CEO of Bolson Group, a unified marketing company that was also the first B Corp certified company in Indiana. Kathy and Vicki became friends and equally passionate about CSR when they first worked together several years ago. Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Taking Care in Business is made possible with support from Conscious Capitalism, Inc., helping individuals and companies become more conscious with transformational experiences that inspire, educate, and empower people and organizations to elevate humanity through business. Go to ConsciousCapitalism.org for more information. Hey, Kathy. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. What I, I'm kind of curious, what are some of your favorite podcasts that we do? Is there a certain topic or? You know, um, I wouldn't say so. What I love is the variety. I do love, um, and I get some feedback on it too, um, when we're able to provide resources to folks, resources whether they be just, um, you know, information or websites or whatever. Yeah. I think that seems to resonate uh, a lot. And selfishly, I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Same here. Same here. Um I, the one uh, kind of guest that I like the most is ones who can help our listeners learn how to measure impact. Yeah. You know, that's something that I also need help with because of the B Corp certification and measuring, you know, what our programs and what we do. So, um, so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Because I, I love it when we have guests from, you know, companies that they can share their stories, sure. but I think that it's good to have that variety for our listeners, and I'm glad that we're getting that feedback. So, well, today we're going to have a lot of fun because of all the pre-interviews we've done, Vicki, and you know we've done a lot of them because we pre-interview every guest. Mm -hmm. um, I think our, our guest today might be the most remarkable. When we interviewed him or pre-interviewed him, he was in Ghana and had incredible stories to tell. Um, Wayne's involvement in CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility, predates all of ours, and his experience has spanned the globe, both of which are incredible in themselves. But in true CSR fashion, though, he's also committed to sharing his experience and knowledge and teaching others. So our guest today is Wayne Dunn, and he is president and founder of the CSR Institute. He is also the founder and managing director of Baraka Shea Butter, a for-profit social purpose venture that sources shea butter in northern Ghana and distributes throughout North America. Mr. Dunn is a founding member of the Global Advisory Board for the SDG Foundation and of the EU Africa Chamber of Commerce. He also chaired the inaugural EU Africa CSR Awards and TAT. Tather, sorry, 2016, the MENA CSR and Social Impact Summit. He serves on numerous other advisory boards and CSR award juries throughout Africa, in the Gulf region, and around the world. So the CSR Institute is a private, mission-driven organization. It began from a lifelong passion for developing groundbreaking ways that businesses can serve both shareholders and society. They help organizations of all types to create and capture value at the intersection of business and society. And they do this in three primary ways. Um, one, by providing consulting, communication, and advisory services to business, government, NGOs, and multilateral and international organizations. They also share knowledge and information through writings, producing events, lectures, and keynote presentations. And they de develop and deliver training programs and events that motivate, inspire, and transform people and organizations. 
Their customized work solutions are all about creating shareholder and societal value simultaneously. So I'm excited. Let's welcome Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Hey, hi, hi. Thank you. How is everyone? We're good. 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 You sound like you're busy. You know, life is uh, life is fun. When you're not when you're not busy, it's boring, and I hate being bored. So I, I'm so excited to be part of this, and, and what an honor to to be asked. Thank you very much. So Wayne, can you tell us how did you start the CSR Institute? Hi, th- thanks so much. It's uh, it's actually the CSR Training Institute, oh. and uh, no, no, it, that happens all the time. And and I actually had that thought when I was. Uh, when I was creating it because I had been working in the space of, of corporate social responsibility and sustainability and doing primarily consulting work and uh, you know, thought I was making a difference and, and an impact. But I realized that there, there was a growing interest in, in the space, but so much of the understanding and approach was seeing it as a charity and philanthropic enterprise. It was seeing it as a transfer of value from business to society to environment and, and not finding, not focusing on ways that, where there was synergy and alignment. And, uh, and, and I wanted to focus there. So we deliberately brought the word training into it because we wanted to not just help people to do it, but we wanted to give them the skills and the tools that they could do it on on their own, that they could have the ability to think about it and approach it in a way that was value-adding rather than simply distributing value from business to society. Well, you go pretty far back. In fact, um, I have in my notes Trailblazer, and I think that's because you were really interested in social impact, shared value, all of that before it was even really a buzzword. How were you able to have the foresight that this was something that um, was going to, to be such a big deal now and, to, and you know, this, this time? Well, 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 thanks. And, and, uh, and aside from the fact that I'm, I'm getting old, which, uh, you know, if you're going to be a trailblazer, you, you can't be the youngest person on the, on the team. So. Um, you know, really, it it comes from how I was brought up and how I grew up. I I, I grew up in the right in the north end of of, of everything in uh, in Saskatchewan in Canada. The furthest northeast west road was just south of my house, and my father was was a, a businessman, a farmer, a trapper, a fisherman, uh, all of those things, but very involved in the community. And I worked with him in the bush logging and uh you know and we always found ways to support the community if there was a a hockey arena being built we would uh, donate wood or, or donate work to it so that was sort of instilled in me and uh and then I started working with indigenous peoples and, and business and economic development in Canada and, and, uh, and around the world and negotiated the first ever agreement between a mining company and indigenous peoples with Corona Gold in, in northern Saskatchewan. And, and I realized somehow that, uh, that this whole issue of how business worked with society was important and it kept getting more important that there were growing expectations around it and that it represented a value opportunity for, for business, that business that, 
that could approach this strategically could uh, could create and capture more value for themselves and for society at, at the same time. And, and uh, when I when I finished Stanford Business School in yeah, this is dating me to 1997. Um, I, I realized that that space where business meets society was uh, was increasingly important, and it was interesting. It was it was a brand new space. It allowed me to really, you know, paint with a wide open canvas and and think and and create. And you know, and that was the late 90s, early 2000s. It was uh, it was a time before the word corporate social responsibility was coined, but it was uh, was really interesting. The uh, I did a few projects. The the sort of big one that uh, that I thought made the most impact was in South Africa with a Canadian mining company called Placer Dome. They were the first major international investor in the South African gold mining industry post-apartheid, and uh, they had some labor and community issues that uh, emanated from a restructuring that, that they did on the mine that they, they were operating. And we took took on the uh, the task of working with them. They had a great executive, a great team on, on the ground. And, uh, and we, uh, we were able to find a way that Placer could meet the needs of, of, of a broad group of stakeholders and in the process, in 18 months, they went from being named the worst employer in South Africa to the Minister of Mining and the National Union of Mine Workers standing up and saying, this is an exemplary company wow. that the rest of the industry should should follow. And, and we did it by taking that approach of how can we find alignment between the needs and the interests of the business and of broader society and, and stakeholders. That project ended up providing the groundwork that uh, that opened the space for the South African gold mining industry to embrace HIV/AIDS programming. It uh, it uh, we were asked by the World Bank to sort of take the thinking, the public-private partnership uh, approach to that to uh, to HIV/AIDS programming in in Papua New Guinea. It was the first private sector project to ever win a World Bank Development Innovation Award. Just a lot of things happened from it. And, and it made me realize the the potential uh, for businesses that, that can get this get this right, that uh, can can address this growing social expectation that business should create profit, but should also create value for society at the same time that could help business address that expectation in a, in a way that created business value at the same time as it was creating social value. So yeah. sorry, a long, long answer, but that was sort of, uh, you know, how we got started and, and how we started doing more and more consulting work in, in, a, in an area that was so exciting because it was brand new. So you've obviously that is an amazing story, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Mm-hmm. And and so you've obviously seen um, CSR come into a little bit more favor with um, society, right? Yes, and and that's that was really really interesting. I stepped back for a while. In about 2006, I actually launched a, a venture, went to the market, raised uh, twenty some million, and and. Uh, 
and, and launched a venture that had a strong social responsibility component to it. It was it was uh, hardwired in, into the business. And uh, when uh, when I was no longer involved with that and got back into this space and, and looked at it, I, I saw three things that had had happened that were were just amazing. Um, number one, you know, in the early 2000s, I was regularly meeting with CEOs, boards, senior executives, and and really trying to convince them that paying attention to community issues and stakeholder engagement was smart business because many didn't realize it at at the time and uh, you know that it was smart business and that there needed to be more than uh, you know throw money at at social issues sort of uh, strategy around it so that's the way it was in the early 2000s by 2011 2012 um there was you know a general acceptance that these were important areas important issues to to address but because they were new and, and there wasn't so much understanding, it had really shifted to a compliance focus that uh, rather than uh, rather than looking strategically at value creation and preservation opportunities, companies were signing up to comply with different standards and regulations and 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 this this isn't to downplay the importance of it but you know i i've always said there needs to be a combination of compliance and strategy that uh, often you know simple compliance doesn't create as as much value it, it leaves a lot of value on the table so that again is part of what led to the creation of the training institute is we wanted to help people to think more strategically about the space to think about the space in terms of opportunity for value rather than uh, than, than simply uh, you know addressing risk and 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 dealing with uh, with compliance issues mm-hmm. The CSR Training Institute, just the name of it, it somewhat connotes that there would be an opportunity for people to convene and learn from you. Is that how it works, or is it more of a consulting business? Um, I think it's it's both. It's uh, the the institute is uh, does not receive any any core funding, so we receive you know our 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 sort of economic survival. Is, is based on revenues that, that we earn through training, through speaking engagements, through, uh, and we do both, uh, you know, private, private training uh, for, for companies and we do uh, public programs. We've got one on impact sustainability coming up in uh, Ghana and West Africa in, uh, in November and, you know, a few others that, uh, that, that are done. And, and the consulting. We also we, we take a significant portion of the revenues and reinvest that back into providing resources that we make freely adva- available. Uh, you know, lectures, uh, writings, uh, different resources and and information that uh, you know if you if you go and and, uh, and look online or in LinkedIn or, or other places, you know, there, there's, there's a continual stream of them out there. And, uh, you know, some, uh, we, we get some great feedback on, on people who, who, uh, who, who use it. So we, you know, we, uh, we 
earn earn money through consulting and and uh, and selling training, and, and then we try and give back in our own own way. The other thing we do on our training is uh, every public program we we try and bring in uh, students. We we provide special rates for NGOs. Uh, sometimes we fully sponsor you know groups and organizations that uh, you know help helps to broaden the impact it uh, it also in in keeping with our commitment to value alignment having that diversity in the program makes the program more valuable for everyone who who attends so Wayne I know that you live in Vancouver and you spend a lot of time in Ghana that's your upcoming event there um why could, I, I love this story. Can you tell our listeners about why you spend so much time in Ghana and your company there? I I, I can, but uh, I I think in a lot of our material we put that we're on Vancouver, but I actually live on Vancouver Island, and, oh, and I yes. love it. I'm a I'm a I'm a country boy at heart, and I I love uh, just it, it's much more rural and and relaxed and a lot of fun. Ghana is just an incredible country. Friend, friendly people, exciting things happening. Uh, you know, global leadership on the the sustainable development goals. And but uh, I started in Ghana. My my wife is uh, is from from Ghana, and uh, you know that was a start. And then I just sort of fell in love with the country. I'm uh, I'm there much much more often than uh, than she does. I'm I'm in Ghana a third to half the the time, and. Uh, you know, we, we do consulting and, and training there. I work actively with the president's office and, and their uh, their leadership on the sustainable development goals. We also, um, aside from running the CSR Training Institute, I founded and run another organization that really practices what we uh, practices what we preach, uh, Baraka Shea Butter, where we. Uh, we source uh, shea butter and baskets and, and coconut oil and, and other materials working directly with community groups and really baking social value and social impact into the supply chain and then taking that authentic community connection and using that to create a, a competitive advantage, a competitive positioning in the marketplace for our uh, our products and and uh, we found you know i i'm increasingly using baraka as a as a case study in uh, in my training and, and teaching because we we've really been conscious that uh, number one we want to have a major impact on the on the women and communities that we uh, we work with in the uh in in the provision of of of, uh, of shea butter and and other other products, but we we want to do that in a way that creates value because we're running a, a business and, and we can't just afford to to go and and give people money and 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 spend on impact. So we, uh, you know, we 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 find ways to pull that value through. And and what we're finding is we uh, we supply shea butter, for instance. It's uh, you know a rapidly growing commodity that is is being used in in food in in personal care products and soaps and skin care and sorts of areas we we sell to probably about 1500 
users, the majority of them are, are small home-based businesses that make products and sell in local markets, sell online. Some are, are larger, more industrial businesses. Many of them find that uh, connecting their product, whether they're making a skincare line or, or soaps or connecting their product to the women who make it and the impact that uh, that that uh, it has on the women and, and their families helps them to sell sell a product. So we're we've been able to structure the business in a way that we can take our community impact that we invest in, pull that through our supply chain and and uh, you know position that as a marketing and selling feature that our customers use to uh, to sell their uh, their products. Oh, I so love it, that. It, That's a great way to really practice what you preach and walk the talk and or talk the walk. Yeah, yeah talk well, the walk. It, 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 it also has created, I, I mean, it, it is all of that, and I'm really proud of the impact we have, and, and we wouldn't have that impact if this business model didn't resonate with our customers, but the marketplace wants to know where products come from. They want to know the origin. They want to know the product story. And on the margin, people, you know, love to buy things that they feel has, uh, has an impact. So, you know, just, uh, there, there's a, uh, a, a company out of, out of Boston that I, I've just provided, uh, you know, a, a lot of story of, of content because they're featuring, you know, that they're, their products are made with Baraka shea butter that has this direct impact on women and, and communities and, you know, and, and people love it. They, uh, they, they buy be, because of that. It gives them a, a marketing ad- advantage and, and it lets us do more in, in the community because we're not mm-hmm. doing it as a grant or a donation. We're doing it as a strategic investment. Yeah. For for instance, we're building a brand new state of the art shea butter production facility, and it will be all handcrafted, hand handmade shea butter. Um, you know, it, it's not uh, industrial processed and chemically extracted like 85% of the shea butter on the market is. But we're building in there uh, a nursery daycare education center. So that the women who come and, and work with us can bring their children, they'll be looked after, they'll be taught, um, all of that will be done to uh, to support them. Now, that has a big impact. We, we can hire, you know, uh, people to run it. We can hire teachers. We can hire tutors. We, we can really support those kids to be positioned to be able to go on and, and, uh, and, and do more and, and, and achieve more. And, and there's a cost to that. It's not free. We are investing in in that, not not be. I, I mean, partly because we want to make a difference, but it also pays back for our business in in several ways. Two really important ways. It will allow us to hire and and keep the best workers because that's you know mm-hmm. that's a, a, a really good benefit for uh, for workers and it's not often available so when mothers are, are able to uh, to find that it, it makes the job more more valuable not that we'll pay less but it's more value for them so they're going yeah. to be more enthused more committed we're, we're going just going to get the best 
best workers. We're also, we're also going to be able to take that story and, and uh, pass it through to our customers so they can talk about that with their customers, so they can use it to help to sell their soaps, their hand creams, their massage uh, products, their, their different products that they make. So we, you know, we, we take what could normally be seen as just a charity investment and, and we work that into creating a business advantage with it. And that, that's the essence of all that we do with the, sure. with the CSR Training Institute is help people and companies to do that. Sure. So, Wayne, we're, we're a little short on time, but one of the questions that we always like to ask our guests, and particularly you, I would say, in your role as a consultant, what advice would you give to companies who are either interested in initiating or growing their CSR efforts? Think about what's in it for, for them. It's too easy to look outside at society and think about what society needs and how you can, can give to it. If, if you do that, your impact will be small and, and your cost will, will be high. Think about how you can give to society in a way that's going to benefit your company. That will allow you to do more, to be more, to have more impact. It's more sustainable. It's going to support your, your business. And you're not going to create a resentment internally that, you know, on one side of the business, we're working so hard to earn this money. And here's this CSR group that's just out there giving it away. And, you know, and, and that tension is real. It's very real in, in many companies. We help companies to deal with that tension and create that alignment where sustainability and social responsibility is actually a key contributor to business value. It's, it's not a spender, a distributor of business value. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes total sense. It does. Well, Wayne, um, can you let our listeners know how they can get more information about the CSR Training Institute or Baraka Shea Butter? Ab- absolutely. I, I mean, Google. Google is the answer to, to everything, I, I think. But if, if you Google me, Wayne Dunn, or Google CSR Training Institute, or, or Google Baraka Shea Butter, you will, you will find it. It is uh, uh, csrtraininginstitute.com, barakasheabutter.com are, are the URLs. But if you forget, just uh, Google either and you'll, you'll find it, or Google my name and you'll probably find it. Wonderful. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah, and- thank you so much, Wayne. We enjoyed speaking with you today and also in our pre-interview. Keep up the great work and, and inspiring so many around the globe. Well, thank thank you, and, and it's a real honor, and you guys keep up the, the great work. I, I mean, you have such fantastic guests. I'm, I'm thrilled to uh, thrilled to be one of them, and uh, you keep up the great work because you are you are advancing important messages, and I really appreciate your work. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. Let's give a big thank you to Matthew Sosi, our podcast engineer. You can visit the Taking Care in Business website at takingcareinbusiness.com. Or just visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Taking Care in Biz. That's Taking Care in B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at any time at info at takingcareinbusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, take Take care care in business. Taking Care in Business is made possible with support from Conscious Capitalism, Inc., 
helping individuals and companies become more conscious with transformational experiences that inspire, educate, and empower people and organizations to elevate humanity through business. Go to ConsciousCapitalism.org for more information.